0: You're listening to Main Menu on ACB Radio's Mainstream. M-A-R-F-E-F-U
1: Main Menu. Main Menu.
0: Welcome to Main Menu for the week of August 3rd through August 9th, 2012. I'm your host, David Tanner, and very glad that you could be with us today. Glad for you stopping by. Thank you for stopping by to listen to Main Menu this week, and we hope you'll come back many, many more times. We have a very busy and very full schedule today on Main Menu. We're going to start out with Mr. Chase Crispin, our executive producer, and Chase is going to be bringing us one of his weekly tech updates, and he has a couple of things to talk to us about. I will come back then, and we will be interviewing the folks from... Accomplish and talking to them about the very accessible cash manager accounting program, bookkeeping program for home and business. And we will be talking to them about how accessible it is and getting a demonstration of that. And then David Woodbridge from Vision Australia will be coming along and he will be introducing us to the new dictation feature in the newly released Mountain Lion for your Mac. And that's what we have coming up today on Main Menu. You have a great week. Stay cool and we'll see you back here again next week on Main Menu.
2: technology news segment heard on ACB Radio's Main Menu and Accessible World's Tech Talk. Hello, Main Menu and Tech Talk listeners. This is Chase Crispin with the Tech Update for the week of July 30th, 2012. Microsoft has made two announcements this week. I've talked about Windows 8 here in the past, which is Microsoft's next Windows operating system, and Microsoft has announced that Windows 8 will begin to ship on October 26th of this year, 2012. So on that date, you'll be able to purchase Windows 8 and upgrade your computer to it if it's compatible. As I've said before, there are release previews and testing versions of Windows 8 out there now with a gold version that will be coming out in the next few days. If you're wanting to test out this soon-to-be-released operating system, you can now at Microsoft.com. But for the full version, wait till October 26th when it will be available. Microsoft also announced their next Microsoft Office product, Microsoft Office 2013. This will be released fairly soon. There's not an exact release date mentioned. But new in Microsoft Office 2013 is a lot of support for social networking, like Twitter and Facebook and other services as well, and a lot of integration with the cloud. Cloud integration is probably the biggest thing in Office 2013. Instead of buying Office 2013 on a CD, you will actually get it streamed from the cloud as a download, and then all of your documents are going to be integrated into the cloud. So instead of having Office based off of your computer or your two computers, it will be mostly based off of the cloud now. This kind of follows Microsoft's shifting strategy with other technologies as well. Office 2013 includes many new features, and the user interface is also designed in Metro, so it will have the new Metro-style Windows 8 app, so it will look a little bit different. And if you'd like to learn about all the new smaller features that aren't as major that I'm not going to have time to mention here, you can visit Microsoft.com and look for information about Microsoft Office 2013. Any of you who are users of Bookshare.org to download books, and play them on accessible devices will be interested to know that Bookshare has announced that they are going to be having a new download procedure coming soon that will be a little bit simpler. When you download a book, you will soon begin to see a combo box with all the different choices for downloading a book. In that combo box, you'll have choices like DAISY, BRF, DAISY Audio, MP3, etc., Or you can go into your My Account and set your preferred download format so you don't have to select the type of book each time. It'll automatically download in the format that you prefer. There's also going to be a history page where you can see your most recent downloads in the last 30 days. And if you select to download a book that has to be created, for example, if you select to download an audiobook, you will be able to see when that book becomes available. These new Bookshare changes will be rolling out very soon, so keep an eye out to bookshare.org where you download your books to see these new changes. With the conclusion of those announcements, this ends the tech update for Main Menu and Tech Talk for the week of July 30th, 2012. For Main Menu and Tech Talk, this is Chase Crispin, and if you have anything that you think I missed, or that you want to make sure I get into the next tech update, or if you just have any feedback, please do contact me. Thank you for listening to this week's tech update. If you have suggestions for next week's tech update, please email chase at acbradio.org.
0: I am very pleased to have with me today on Main Menu, three people, and I am going to introduce first Mr. Earl Harrison from Triumph LLC uh, here in the, actually in Minnesota in the United States. Earl is the uh, U.S. distributor for a product called Cash Manager, which is a very accessible uh, bookkeeping system, and we also have Raylan whisker and penny gardner with us from accomplish the company that makes cash manager and earl i'm going to turn it over to you and okay, thanks thank you. thanks for coming all three of you
3: absolutely thank you, thank you. um well david thank you so much you had mentioned uh triumphonic in fact that was our original website uh, triumphonic.com uh, no longer. <laughs> uh, that was it takes me back about seven years. I, the name of the company is actually Triumph Technology.
0: Okay, I'm sorry.
3: No worries. Uh, um, but it's you have a good memory because I uh, yeah I hadn't you know I hadn't thought of Triumphonic forever ever since we were the uh, company that very quickly became known for modifying off the shelf technology for use by people who are blind or low vision back in uh, 2005. Uh, using a program called MobileSpeak from uh, Code Factory of Barcelona, Spain. Uh, we then, of course, went on to become uh, the master distributor for HandyTech North America. Well, cut that. We then, of course, went on to become the uh, North American master distributor for HandyTech products. And we adopted, uh, as a result, the doing business as name of HandyTech North America. Well... Here it is. Uh, we just celebrated our seventh birthday this past June, and uh, we decided because we carry so many uh, of HandyTech's competitors' products on a regional level that the only fair thing to do would be was to uh, um, uh, drop the DBA of HandyTech North America and go back to our, our original name of, of Triumph Technology. So. Uh, there's been a little bit of confusion around that, and hopefully we're starting to level level that off. Um, and I spent a lot of time at summer convention, both the NFB and ACB conventions this year, kind of explaining to people, because I'd say this is the Triumph Technology booth, and I'd get a lot of, I'd never heard of you before, you know, formerly HandyTech North America. Oh, is that Earl? So <laughs> so um, one of the things that we featured at the um, the summer shows, of course, was the world's most accessible uh, home nonprofit and business finance management software, uh, Cash Manager, which is uh, developed on the other side of the world uh, in New Zealand. And uh, there's a very healthy mainstream um, customer base uh, with about, uh, I'd say, approaching 30,000 subscribers in Australia and New Zealand. Is that about right, Ray Wynn? Close enough, you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> very good. Well, um, So, Ray Wynn, what is is your position with Accomplish Global?
4: In the Australasian marketplace, my uh, role is to look after our business partners. My whole role is around relationships, about making sure that people understand the product, that they uh, get what they're looking for. In the American and the rest of the world marketplace, it's more business development. I'm there to try and open up the marketplaces, make people aware of our product, make people aware of what it can be used for, and um, learn from people like yourselves and like our clients who are in the U.S., the U.K., and in fact Canada, on what it is that we need to improve on.
3: Okay. um uh... We're also privileged to be joined by one of your associates, Penny Gardner. And Penny, what is your role with Accomplish Global?
5: My role with Accomplish is the uh, international training manager. So I do all the training across uh, Australia and New Zealand. And up until recently, I did all the training in the United States, but we now have a training um, associate over there.
3: Okay, that's great. And I've, I've actually been the recipient of some of your fine training services and, and technical support. Um, sessions that uh, quickly turned into screen reader testing uh, um, sessions, and uh, that to me speaks volumes to the commitment that you all have made uh, to accessibility, and I guess I, I would like to hear from you, Penny, what, um, how, how does Cash Manager, the, the approach with Cash Manager, differ from that of some of our uh, mainstream uh, competitors here in the United States?
5: I think, Earl, one of the key areas that Cash Manager works for vision impaired users is that we've always had a keen focus on keyboard use. And even though we weren't really thinking about the vision impaired market, it was an area that we just kept up to date for our keyboard focused client. And some years ago, we were discovered by a vision-impaired user who found our product to be very accessible. And so we've been able to easily enhance our product and just make it even more accessible. Whereas a lot of modern-day software, there is very little focus on keyboard use. Most of it nowadays is designed for mouse use.
3: Yeah, that, that's actually very true. And you are... Um, you. You naturally more, gravitate more towards uh, using keyboard commands, don't you, personally?
5: Yes, I do. I was a touch typist, and so the keyboard for me is a much more efficient way to use software, and I've always had a very big focus on that.
3: Now, I have to say, uh, we've been doing this, uh, the distribution of uh, the cache manager software for, uh, it's been about a couple of years, hasn't it, Maybe a little uh, bit.
4: Cl- close on three years, I think.
3: Close on three years, and... Um, I was very impressed in those earlier days when I was working with penny and it's we're not just talking about somebody who uh, understands that the, the job of the screen reader is to tell you what's on the screen we're talking about somebody who um, recognizes that oh well here's a control that's not labeled properly and uh, here's what you do to fix it uh, with within jaws or uh, or window eyes we've, we've actually played with both screen readers in some of our sessions and so you've got some pretty um, advanced screen reader chops, Penny. Where did that come from?
5: Uh, just research, really. We've just um, made our product work based on customer feedback.
3: We we um, in the blind community uh, have kind of a, a joke. We, we refer to folks like you as a, some one of the, you're one of the the, the um, Blindest sighted people I know because of your your ability to use a screen reader like a blind person would use a screen reader, and that that goes a long ways in in uh, testing of the the product and re- being able to identify um, where some problems need to to be addressed., yeah, yeah so did you have uh, a a presentation that you wanted to do today?
5: Yes, I thought I'd just take um, the listeners through. Starting up Cash Manager, just taking them through the initial opening of a company within Cash Manager, entering in some simple transactions and just showing them how our menus work and how they work with a screen reading program of uh, Window Eyes.
3: Okay, well, take it away.
5: Okay, so I'll just start Window Eyes.
3: Cash Manager went to your left.
5: Cash. Okay, so Cache Manager ri- resides on the desktop, uh, like most other Windows-based programs, and it can be accessed through the Start menu as well. If I just press the C, it will take me straight on to our Cache Manager icon. C,
1: Cash Manager, and the A, C, C M, w, Cash Manager, left, Cache Manager, 2012, 6 of 12.
5: So the company selection window is displayed and clients can have uh, in the business version up to three businesses and in the home version they can have uh, one entity. Then I can select the company that I'm going to work in. There are a range of buttons and most of our clients would tab through the buttons. They do all have accelerator keys and I'll just tab through the open company dialogue box so that you can hear what the controls are that are within that dialogue box. Open O
1: button. New button.
5: So that would be a new company or to open a company.
1: Open O button. Cash manager dash full swing golf supplies
5: so when cash manager opens up the company it reads the company name and in this case it's the full swing golf supplies there's a whole range of menus and cash manager basically fits in with all of the windows um, methodology so for me to access the menus I can just press the alt key file F well done. and it activates the first file menu I can arrow down on that menu or I can arrow right across the other menus o company, o. New company
1: N. Data files
5: down. So you can see it offers new company, open company, and backup data files from within the file menu. I can also go across uh, to the transaction menu. Key. Bank
1: transaction
5: key. And within this menu, they can do interbank transfers. So cash manager caters for multiple bank accounts. They can transfer funds easily between the bank account. And if I go into the bank transactions area, that's where I can load in uh, deposits into my bank and checks or payments out of my bank account.
1: Menu closed. 11 slash 29 slash 12 25 and on 46 11 slash 29 slash 12 25 and eat on brank 46 list view
5: So Cash Manager was just reading, or Jaws, was just reading the last entry that's been typed into the bank transaction screen. Type
1: here, left, left.
5: And the user can arrow up and down through the list to read any deposits or payments that have been entered into their account.
1: Deposit list
5: and they can edit those transactions by choosing the edit button. It has a quick key of Alt-E, or they can tab through the deposits and the other controls on the box, which I'll do now.
1: Bank account one, main account, account
5: so if they wanted to work in a different bank account, this box allows them to select other bank accounts that might be available in the software.
1: Sort transaction day, box
5: they can change the sort order of the items in the transaction list, so they can sort by date, by the transaction type, whether it's a deposit or a payment, the reference number or the check number, and they can sort by name or amount.
1: Deposit button.
5: The deposit button would be used for banking cheques and cash.
1: Direct app button.
5: The direct deposit is any electronic deposits that have come into the bank account via the customer making the payment electronically.
1: Check button.
5: Checks is when they write cheques out to pay their bills. Direct pay our button. And direct pay would be if they've logged into their bank website online and paid electronically. Add and they can edit transactions as well so I'm going to create a check and to do that being a keyboard user I would press alt C or I could shift tab back onto the check button so it's read out the date for me which is today's date and I can change that by over or I can tab off it the next field is the check reference number and then the next box is the payee and the user simply needs to tab through all of the boxes are in a logical tab order for entering the information and all of the labels are read as they work through it. Cash Manager also remembers details. So if you type in the name of someone that you have previously deposited money from or paid money to, cash manager will remember the account or income or expense code that they allocated that payment to so that they don't have to enter all of that information every time.
1: paid Minnesota tax, added box.
5: So I've brought up the Minnesota tax office.
1: Total
5: 0.00, and I can now enter in the total of the payment that I'm going to make them. And when I tab down to the transaction dissection, it tells me the account number that's automatically
1: been shown. Box.
5: And I can change that if I want to. It's easy to get into lists within Cash Manager using the keyboard. The customer can use F2 to bring up lists sorted by account or F3 to bring up accounts sorted by name.
1: Here is a dash over the accounts. 300 accountsancy expenses, 300 accountsancy expenses list view.
5: And they can arrow down through the list to find the income or expense code that they're looking for.
1: 302 advertising expenses, 309 bank charges expenses, 932 bank loan other, 341 directors' fees expenses, etc. Entering check room quote main check account quote account two hundred seventy added box.
5: So I've just selected my account that I'm going to use, and it's taken me back to the entering checks. They can also dissect or split a payment or deposit across more than one expense code so if they have received income in their business and it relates to two different income areas of their business for example if it's a golf shop they may have received some income for golf equipment and they may have received some of the income for golf tuition and they can then divide the amount across that quite easily. I'm going to accept that option and to do that I can either tab through onto the accept button or I can use Alt C for accept.
1: 807 slash 19 slash 12
5: at 5. Cash manager then saves the deposit or payment that they've just created. It clears the screen so that they can then add the next deposit or payment that they wish to make.
0: Can I ask? So does, can I ask here? Um, now you're putting the checks into Cash Manager, but now, do, would Cash Manager, if you wanted, would it be able to create a, the check for you?
5: Um, you would always need to enter in the person that you're paying. So it does, it will be able to allocate the check number.
0: Okay, and but, it but can could you print, print it?
5: Yes, and it can print checks. Okay. So it uses a, we have a program which is called our Rave Editor. And in the Rave Editor, we can set up layouts that will match your check layout. Okay. And then you can preload in all the checks and print them out and cash manager will allocate the numbers on them awesome we currently have one form in there david that is a
4: three-part form so you've got a check and a voucher and a receipt and that's by default but we can
5: create more if that's needed okay And with the check printing, we've also customised it for the U.S. market so that our customers can add in reference details such as invoice numbers and they can also put addresses on so that they can place them into window envelopes and send the check using those features to be in line with uh, check formats that we know are available in the U.S. Okay. So any other questions from that demonstration?
0: I believe that was uh, my biggest question um, as far as for a business uh, that looks looks like it would make things a, a whole lot easier and very accessible. Um, what if I'm an individual and I wanted to use this to, to keep track of uh, my checking account, savings account and so forth?
5: Well we have a When v- oh, you're probably the best person to answer that. The home version and the business
4: versions, Apart from sales tax, they actually have the same features. So, check printing is available in all three options, and the ability to process what Penny has just shown has the ability in all three options as well.
0: Okay, okay. Um, I guess the other big question that I would have, um, and this would be whether it's a business or an individual, let's say I come down to the end of the year and it's time to do that. Um, thing we all just love to do it's time to pay income taxes and so we need to be able to go back and track uh, um, what we've paid on things and so forth is there a way to generate the kinds of reports that one might need or want for uh, preparing uh, taxes
4: for income tax In New Zealand and Australia, individuals pay income tax on the money they've earned. Mm -hmm. They, They pay their taxes on things they buy, so they don't actually pay tax on a daily basis. What we've done with the home version is taken all tax out of it, so what you spend and what you get in is totally related to what you pay out. Now... How an individual would manage that in the US, we would need to investigate further. Because if you have to pay tax after the fact when you've bought something and you need to balance that off with the tax department, we need further information on that.
0: Okay. What about for a business? uh, Let's say you have a business expense. um, Are you able to track those?
4: Absolutely. Now, what we don't do is produce a report that you can give to your sales, your tax authority. As it stands, because you've got such a vast array of taxes and authorities. Sure. But what you do every time you process a transaction, you have the ability to allocate a tax authority. You have the ability to allocate the particular tax that relates to that transaction. And then you can run a report with all of that information on it.
0: Okay, okay. So that then we give you the information that you need and then you could work with your... Uh, uh, tax preparer or whatever to, to uh, get that in the right forms, but the main thing is that you do have a way to generate that information.
3: So in fact, in fact, I have the um, had my first experience with that with Cash Manager uh, as we uh, switched over to Cash Manager. I should say Triumph Technology switched over to Cash Manager uh, a year ago, this past March. And when my tax guy came in and he just sat down at the computer, he looked at what reports were available and we were able to, he was able to say, yeah, I'll take that one, that one, that one. And then he, he was able to email them to himself on the spot. Uh, they show up on his end as a, a, a PDF document, and he had absolutely no problem uh, preparing my taxes, uh, okay. my, corp- my corporate and my personal taxes.
0: Okay, that was the kind of thing I was getting at, yeah. Is so you do have a way to get that information so that your whoever is preparing your taxes uh, uh, has the information uh, from that. Uh, and you don't have to try to go through and manually do that because some of us, that's beyond our abilities. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Fully understand. One of the things that you can do with all of those reports also, Earl mentioned that they emailed to his tax agent in a PDF. You can also save all of these reports in, in an Excel format, so you can actually okay. manipulate it later as well yourselves.
0: Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, sorry for interrupting, and uh, go ahead with your um, uh, presentation there.
5: Yeah, so um, one of the things that I can actually go through with you now is to show you how to create a simple invoice and to put in a sales tax item for that invoice. So on our menu in Cash Manager, if I just go up the File menu, I'll just have to adjust that volume again. So we're now in the Customer Invoicing screen.
1: 05 slash 1219.601219.6002 04 13.
5: And that's the last invoice that was entered into Cash Manager. So it reads out the customer code, the customer, the date, the invoice number, um, any details that the customers put into their uh, invoice, the amount, how much is unpaid and whether it's locked or not. So I'm going to create a brand new invoice by choosing the invoice button and I'll tab onto that. So you can choose to select a view all customers with outstanding invoices or you can actually ask to view just a single customer and you can view their unpaid invoices and you can also choose to view all of their history. So receipts and paid invoices and unpaid invoices.
1: Or day 107.
5: You can also sort just like we could in the Transaction Entry screen.
1: Display transactions unpaid only combo box 104.
5: So that's the option to display unpaid or all transactions. And we've got the Invoice button,
1: credit note button.
5: A Credit Note button for credits.
1: Adjust button.
5: And adjustments where they can write off their debts or do any um, manual adjustments as required. I'm going to choose the Invoice button with the Quick Key now, which is Alt N.
1: And adding Customer Invoice.
5: So it brings up the first screen which is where the customer code is entered and I can
1: cash, cash, sales, retail, cash, cash, sales, retail you.
5: And it then brings up the customer list which I can arrow through. City, city, put, put center I'll choose the City Putt Putt client and again here I can just press enter or I can tab onto the select button. Adding customer
1: invoice. was no 100,007. Added
5: box. So that's the invoice number and there's a range of uh, options in here. They can modify the invoice date, the date that it's due. They can put in invoice uh, customer references. I'm going to go straight into adding a line and I can do that with Alt A. A.
1: Adding invoice line. Product code. Added box.
5: So it's now asking me for the product code and again if I press F3 it'll bring up the product list.
1: Product material. List view. Adding invoice line wants attention
5: and it brings up the product list again in alphabetical order, and I can arrow through that. So all the zeros, every product that is entered into Cash Manager can have up to five, sorry, price bracket. So they could have a retail price, a wholesale price, trade price or any brackets that they would like to have for each product
1: super, super gold, carry super gold,
5: so this is our super gold carry bag and i'm just going to select that product
1: C, adding in was line. Super added
5: and now i can go through and enter in the quantity that i'm going to be invoicing the unit price the amounts, etc., they all come into the box automatically, but we can overtype them.
1: Priceless wholesale compo price 3 of Z.
5: So it's automatically chosen wholesale for this customer.
1: Quantity one at price.
5: And one quantity, and the unit price is $60. I'm going to go through and just accept that.
1: Okay, but dialogue warning the reorder order level for this product has been reached. period. This product item has a quantity on hand of 14 periods. The reorder order level is 20 periods. The full okay button.
5: So if the customer's using our stock system, this message that's come up on the screen is just letting them know that they're getting low on stock. They've now only got 14 on hand, and they need to reorder another 20. And there are reminders in place for them to do that. And they can print out reports that tell them which stock items are low and how many they need to reorder and how much that total cost would be if they've put the costs in.
1: So you can actually...
0: So you can actually go through and for each each product, you can say, this is how much we need to maintain an inventory. And if you get below that number, uh, give me a warning.
5: Yes, that's right. Awesome. And they can print out a report of the current value of their stock, warnings when they're getting low on stock. They can produce gross profit reports by invoice, by customer, by product. So there's a large range of features around the stock system. And then finally, they can choose to print the invoice and they can bulk email them. So they don't actually need to print them out and physically send them. They can easily send them by email.
4: Penny, would you mind showing people how to do the sales tax
5: on that item? Oh, sure, yes, I forgot to do that. So I'll just... So I've just sorry, I've just escaped out of going into the print screen because I wanted to add in a sales tax line. And if I tab through my invoice, I will get to the sales tax button.
1: Date 07 slash 19 slash 12, edit box. Do date zero eight slash 18 slash 12, edit box. Ref edit box. Alt reference, edit box. Mailing address tab, control 102. So I'll just
5: quickly tab through the mailing address boxes. Add
1: line input. Add line input. Delete line, help button. Sales tax, that
5: button. So the sales tax button has a quick key of Alt S. And once our clients are familiar with the screen, they can quickly add lines with Alt A, which allows them to add their products. And then once they are ready to do a sales tax item, they can just press Alt S. Yeah.
1: Sales tax master file, let's view, adding customer in with one's attention.
5: So I'm now in the sales tax master file and we've loaded in a few um, sales tax entries.
1: Yeah, tax, Iowa local option, sales tax, Iowa local option, sales tax 8.00.
5: So we've loaded in codes which don't read particularly well with window eyes, but it's the Iowa local option sales tax and it's got a sales tax rate of 6%. And then we've got other ones such as the Minnesota sales and use tax, Cook County sales tax with a 1% tax rate, Worthington sales and use tax with a tax rate of 0.5%. They were current at the time that we loaded this trial file, but the customer is actually able to manage and maintain and add any taxing authorities that they need to use because they deal with customers in those areas and they can manage that themselves. So I'm going to choose the Iowa local option sales tax. So I just select that. See,
1: adding customer invoice. sales tax, button.
5: And it's now taking me back to the sales tax button so I can add another sales tax item if I need to. Now, if I just choose the print button now that I've completed my invoice.
1: Added invoice message combo added box.
5: Cash Manager allows the user to put in temporary messages on an invoice. So you could say uh, something along the lines of, We're closed over the Christmas period from this date to this date, or Your account's overdue, please pay immediately. And that's a temporary message. The layouts can also have permanent details on them, such as bank accounts. Logos and trading terms, anything else that the client wants their customers to have on the invoice permanently. In this screen, we have a large range of invoicing layouts that they can choose from, and all of those layouts can be modified with their bank details, logos, etc. They can preview the invoices, they can print them in bulk, and they can also bulk email them. So I'm going to go into the bulk email box. Yeah,
1: Insulated in was Email in was City putt center city putt foot center in was one hundred thousand seven dot pdf. City putt center city putt foot center in was one hundred thousand seven dot pdf. List view.
5: So that's the invoice that I've currently selected to bulk email, and they can type in a subject and a message for the customer. And if they're doing bulk emailing, where they've selected 30 invoices to be bulk emailed, they can just put in their company name, um, so Triumph Technology invoice, and that means that every client would have that in their subject. And then for the message, they can just have a standard message. For example, if you're unable to open or read this invoice, please reply by email or phone us on. And then they can just choose to send them. Once
1: I've done that, no then, button. then they... Made west. West. Right. Left or log, the
5: so this message is asking if they'd like to lock the invoice. Once they've emailed an invoice, it's quite popular for people to lock it so that it can't be easily modified. So I'm just going to say yes to that.
1: Why? Add customer invoice.
5: And then I'll accept it.
1: See, manager twinkle, supplies. City City put, put, center zero seven slash nineteen slash twelve one hundred thousand seven and sixty three point six zero sixty three point six zero yes zero eight eighteen twelve City City put, put, center zero seven slash nineteen slash and sixty three point six zero sixty three point six zero yes zero eight eighteen twelve
0: view.
5: And that was just cash manager reading the details of the invoices that I just added.
0: And looks very good and obviously very accessible. I uh, think I think probably even uh, somebody who is at the uh, inter- entry treasury level could probably use it. Uh, sounds pretty straightforward. And I really appreciate the demonstration because it really shows off uh, just how accessible Cash Manager really is.
4: One of the things the listeners need to remember is this: there's two parts to it all. We have a trial version on our website that anybody is welcome to download and play with. And the other side of it is prior to selling, we'll answer any questions that they have. After selling, if they buy it with support You've got Triumph Technology, you've got Accomplish here. We have very qualified, patient, um, dedicated people to help with support. And if someone rings up that is not on support, we will help them um, as much as we can. But we have to remember, of course, that customers who have paid for support do get priority. Um, Support is not expensive. But I tell you what, you get your value for money from our support. The demonstration from Penny today gives you an indication of how dedicated our staff are to not only this marketplace, but everybody. People, our, our core basis is to help people, and that's what we want to do.
0: Let me ask you this. Um, am I understanding correctly that uh, there is also an online version of Cash Manager?
4: There is an online version of Cash Manager, but at the moment we have it in New Zealand, Australia. What we haven't done is released it into the US, okay. mainly because mainly because the problem we haven't got it come across yet is how to resolve the problem of screen readers when it's on a remote server.
0: Okay, all right. Okay. So
4: it's it's not a web based program. It's on a um, it's on our server, and you access
0: it through remote desktop. Oh, okay, so it's basically coming coming through Citrix then exactly so we haven't okay. been able to overcome the
4: screen reader problem at this point okay
0: all right that sounds that sounds good to know that now um uh, let's say uh that a person is coming into this the way i am where um american council of the blind in minnesota has a a cash manager account they have a, i mean they have uh, and they have purchased purchase cash manager um but the new treasurer doesn't have a copy of the software Uh, Is it my understanding a person could, uh, if they have that uh, account information, could basically download the trial and then put that information into the trial version and license that?
4: Uh, No, what the best thing to do is the trial version is limited to 50 transactions so it allows you room to play to okay. test, to make mm-hmm. sure it's what you want before you spend any money. Okay. But once you've got a license number, what you're better to do is contact either us or Earl and rejoin the support program to make sure that you're on the latest version. You'll be learning the product because you won't seen it before, so we're here to help. And the the support program is our support and update program. So it, allow, it gives you access to everything. If you don't have a CD, we can give you the file again. So you get the most up-to-date version. And as I say, you've got our support here to help you get through it.
0: Fantastic.
3: And my support, you know, I again, I can testify to the quality of the support because one of the first things you do uh, when you're talking to uh, one of the support folks or Penny, for example, um, who spent some time training me is they, they are, they'll actually remote into your computer and drive if you, uh, if you want them to if you give them permission to.
0: Sounds and, good to me.
3: <laughs> and it's really uh, very, very useful um, to, to have that ability for them to, you know, you know she, she on Skype, you know, here they are on the other side of the world, and they're connected to your computer, you're, you're talking in real time, and as they're tabbing around or arrowing around within the menu system, um, they're explaining uh, all the features, and so if, if something's not right, um, usually they can identify uh, how to fix it on the spot so support right. goes a long ways
0: good well um raywin penny earl i really appreciate the three of you coming on i've learned a lot hopefully our listeners have learned a lot you've done a very good job of explaining the software and showing how it works and uh, how accessible it is was there anything else that uh, that uh, any of you wanted to uh, uh, mention before we wind up here
3: well, you know, if I may, I, um, I, I would invite people who, who are listening. Uh, if you can certainly go to the Accomplish Global uh, website. That's www.accomplishglobal.com. Uh, you, you, you click on the U.S. link if that's where you are, and you can download the, you know, the software from there. But if you'd like us to mail you a CD, we're happy to do that as well. And the CD contains not only the, the trial software – but it also contains uh, uh, a movie, uh, audio presentations, and uh, and you guys have done a lot of work uh, with companies like GW Micro, Vision Australia, um, to, to really help to ensure that your product uh, continues to be accessible.
4: Absolutely. And we have, um, in mention of that, we've recently had an audit from GW Micro. In the past, we've had an audit from Vision Australia, New Zealand um, Foundation for the Blind. We're talking to CNIB. We've been talking to all the establishments in the US and the RNIB in the UK. So we are going to great lengths to understand the requirements not just from our understanding but from the organizations that service your clients so um, we as i said earlier are dedicated to this and we're committed to making this work for your customers for us for everybody
0: great that's fantastic okay any any other comments i i wanted to say um, if you've been working with vision australia you possibly have worked with uh, someone who is actually on our main menu radio staff and that's uh david woodbridge
4: Absolutely, and he knows our product very well. He actually ran the audit for us.
0: Okay, great. Well, thank you very much. It's been great having the three of you on. The following presentation is brought to you on main menu, courtesy of David Woodbridge and Vision Australia. To find out more about Vision Australia, visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org.
6: Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. Welcome to this demonstration of using voiceover in Mountain Lion. In this demonstration, I want to show you the absolutely fantastic new dictation feature now available on your Mac, besides, of course, being available on your iOS device, such as your iPhone 4S, or indeed the new iPad. So before I get started, let me say that my MacBook Pro is turned on, voiceover is running, and as usual, let me start from a known spot on my Mac by going to the desktop with the voiceover command, Shift VOD, remembering that the VO keys are the control and option keys held down together. So that's Shift VOD or Shift Control Option D, and I'll do that now.
7: Desktop Dropbox, selected alias.
6: Okay, now mine's already turned on for my dictation feature, but you will have to turn it on yourself because it's actually off by default. And of course, to get to that, you would go to system preferences, I'm gonna to go to my system preferences by going to my dock with VOD or control option D.
7: Dock, system preferences 11 of 23. And that's already selected, so I'm gonna do VO spacebar, control option spacebar. System preferences, system preferences window toolbar. And of course, VO right arrow, control option right arrow. Preference panes scroll area.
6: And I'm gonna interact with that scroll area or the preference pane area with shift VO dinner or
7: shift control option dinner. Interact with preference panes scroll area. 33 items personal personal and I want to jump down to dictation so I'm just going to do DI
6: dictation new line and speech button okay there's dictation and speech now you might have heard it say new line that's because at the moment I've got all punctuation turned on because when we do some voice dictation I want to allow you to just hear what's actually happened when I do my voice dictation and of course, I turn the all punctuation on by doing VOV, control option V for Victor, VO Arrow, control option right over to punctuation, and then VO up arrow to get to all punctuation. And I just press the escape key to then dismiss that voiceover verbosity dialog box.
7: Okay, so we want to get. So let's just double check where our cursor is with VO F3 or control option F3. Dictation new line and speech button is in the voiceover cursor. Okay, so. You are currently on a button.
6: Dictation and speech is the one we want. And of course I just shut up voice over them with the control key. Let's do VO
7: spacebar, control option spacebar. Press dictation and speech window toolbar. Okay, VO right or control option right to explore the pane. Dictation, selected tab one of
6: two. Okay, so I've got dictation. Text to speech tab two of two. And text to speech. So in effect there's no longer a speech option in system preference anymore. It's now called dictation and speech. And in there, you've got dictation and the text to speech tab, where of course you would change the parameters for your system voice, etc.
7: VO right, or Control Option Writer, keep going through. Dictation colon. On dictation colon. so Off dictation colon. Radio button 2 of 2. And it's a radio button, of course,
6: mine's already currently turned on. And of course, if I wanted to turn it off now, I could just do Control Option spacebar or VO spacebar on this option that says off. Keep going through. Vo right arrow, contraption
7: right arrow. USB audio codec menu button.
6: Okay, that's the currently my microphone through my mixer that it will be currently using. Now, if I wanted to change mics, I could do Vo spacebar, contraption spacebar. Menu three items. Okay, Vo dinner, contraption dinner. Check mark automatic. Automatic, which is currently what it's set to, so it's switched automatically to my mixer mic. Internal microphone. That's internal microphone. USB audio codec and USB audio codec, which is the the name of my mic-mixer. straight mixer. Okay, so for example, let me just use the internal microphone for the moment. Internal
7: microphone. I just up arrow, so control option space bar or V-O space bar on that one. Closing menu, internal microphone, menu button. Okay, VR right arrow, control option right arrow. Use dictation wherever you can type text period. To start dictating comma, use the shortcut or select start dictation from the edit menu period.
6: Okay, so choose dictation from the edit menu where you can normally type in
7: or use the shortcut, and the shortcut key is VO right arrow, control option right arrow. Shortcut colon, press FN left parent function right parent key twice, shortcut colon, pop up button. Okay, so
6: you can press the FN key twice to start dictation, and of course, press it again twice to stop dictation. But you can also change the keys that you wanna use for voice dictation. So if I do VO
7: space bar or option space bar. Menu six items, check mark, press FN left parent function right parent key twice. Okay, VR down, contraption, down Press right command key twice. Press right command key twice. VR down, contraption, down Press left command key twice. Press left command key twice. Down again. Press either command key twice. Press either command key twice. Customize ellipsis. Okay, or you can customize it. Okay, so for the moment I'm just gonna press the escape key. Closing menu. Press F and left parent function, right parent key twice. Shortcut colon, pop-up okay, button. VR right arrow, contraption, right arrow. Language colon language english left parent australia right parent language colon pop-up button okay so at the moment mine's currently set on english australia
6: if i did vo spacebar on that option spacebar
7: menu six items check mark english left parent australia right parent okay
6: vo down, option down
7: english left parent united kingdom right parent
6: english united kingdom
7: english left parent united states right parent english united states french french german german Japanese. Japanese. Japanese.
6: And the beep, of course, saying that we're down the bottom of that list. I don't want to make any changes, so I'm just going to press the escape key. Closing menu. English left parent, Australia right parent. Language colon. And of course, if you wanted to choose one of those, you would do VO spacebar, contraption spacebar on one of the languages. Okay, we'll keep going through. VO right arrow, contraption right arrow.
7: About dictation and privacy ellipsis button. About dictation and privacy. Help button. Help. Help button. Okay, and we're at the end. So
6: basically, I've currently got my dictation turned on. I've chosen my language which is in this case English Australia. So I can now close that panel with Command W. Finder desktop dropbox selected alias. Okay and I'm back to my desktop. So I'm actually going to run text edit. So I'm actually going to go to my applications folder with
7: shift command A. Applications now in applications window. And I'm going to type in TE to jump down to text edit. Text edit period app application. Okay, and do command O to open it. Open. Text edit. And let's do a new document. New. Now in. Untitled to. Window. Edit text. And let's interact with the new document with shift V O. Then i confirm the interact command. Interact with edit text. And now
6: we can start dictating. Now the dictation feature will only run up to 30 seconds at a time if you just keep talking. So it will actually time out and go and process what you say. And remember that it's actually going back to the Apple servers when you do your voice dictation. So that's why that privacy option was in the sister preferences panel to give you information about what information is passed back to the Apple servers, such as your name, information about your contacts and that sort of stuff. Okay, so I'm gonna start dictating. I'm actually gonna do some favorite sentences of mine that I do when I'm testing out voice dictation or just typing in general. So, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to press the function key twice, you'll hear a beep. I'll then start talking and do some voice dictation extra features, such as, say, comma, new line, new paragraph, etc. And then when I'm finished talking, I will then hit the function key again, you'll hear a beep, and then it should read back to us what I've just spoken into the voice dictation. So, I'll do that now. Hi, comma. This is a test from David on his Mac using mountain lion with voiceover, full stop. New line, I hope this really does work, comma, because I like to use useless common sentences when I'm practicing, full stop. New paragraph, the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog, full stop, new paragraph, David.
7: Hi, comma, this is a test from David on his Mac using not online with voice, period. New line, I hope this really does work, comma, because I like to use the useless common sense is an impressive, period. New line, new line, the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog, period. New line, new line, David.
6: Okay, so as you can tell, it got a few words slightly incorrect. Now, it's probably because I wasn't speaking clearly. But as you can tell, it really does work quite nicely, and it does read back to you what you've just Dictated into it, of course. In my case, using
7: Voiceover. Now, if I
6: want to check where I am, I'm just going to do V O F3 up Control F3.
7: Currently, on line six, word David, bottom of document, okay, so is in the I'm Voiceover the cursor of... insertion at end of text. Okay, so i at current... the bottom of the document. So basically, the
6: tricky is when you're dictating into a document, you put the cursor where you want to, start dictating, and then start dictation. Okay, so that's using it in text edit. And of course, as I said, you can use it anywhere you can actually type in using the keyboard. So I'm going to press Command Q to quit out
7: of text edit. Finder, applications, window, list view, table, text edit period, app application.
6: Okay. Let me just go back to my desktop to keep things nice and tiny. Dropbox, selected alias. Okay. Now I'm actually going to use Spotlight with my voice dictation now to find a document on my Mac. So I'm going to do Command Spacebar. What is new in Mountain Lion?
7: What is new in Mountain Lion?
6: Okay, I press the general key.
7: What's new in Mountain Lion and VoiceOver period? RTF documents.
6: Okay, and there's the document I wrote about what's new in Mountain Lion and VoiceOver. And of course if I did VO spacebar, I control spacebar.
7: Text now in what's new in Mountain Lion and VoiceOver period. RTF window, edit text insertion at beginning of text.
6: Okay, I'll just opened up the document and text edit. So again as you can see you can actually use it for using Spotlight. Let's do another option. Let's go and use it in Safari. So I'm going to close TextEdit down with Command Q. TextEdit
7: has new window, finder, desktop.
6: And I'm going to launch Safari. I've got keyboard command currently turned on. Of course, that's enabled by doing Shift V R K or Shift Control Option K for voiceover. And I'm going to press my right option key in S for Safari.
7: Safari HTML content.
6: I'm going to do Command L for location.
7: Open location ellipsis.
6: Okay, so I do command or open location, and then from location now I can type in a web address or a Google search. Now in Safari, Mountain Lion, function key twice for voice dictation. Say what I have to say, and then press function key again twice to stop dictating, and hit the enter key to do a Google search. So I'm going to search for the Apple accessibility
7: page. Apple accessibility page. Selection replaced. Apple accessibility page. Okay, and hit the enter key. Apple accessibility page highlighted.
6: So I'm going to uninteract with shift vo up arrow or shift
7: control up arrow. Stop interacting with toolbar.
6: And I jump to the bottom of the window with and because I'm using a MacBook Pro keyboard it's shift vo function
7: right arrow which is the end key. HTML content. I'm
6: going to interact with the HTML area with shift vo down arrow shift control down arrow.
7: Interact with HTML content.
6: Okay and I do Via Command H or Control Option Command H for heading.
7: Heading Level Two, Search Options. Heading Level Two, Search Results. Heading Level Three, Visited Link, Apple Accessibility. Okay, let me see what that is. So let's do Via Writer or Control Option Writer, read to do the next line. Entering Main Landmark Results Details button. WWW, period, Apple, period, com slash accessibility slash dash United States.
6: It's the one that I want, so I'm going to go back to the previous link with Shift-Vo-Command-L or
7: Shift-Control-Option-Command-L. Heading Level 3, Visited Link, Apple-Accessibility. Visited Link, Apple-Accessibility.
6: And if I wanted to check what web page I'm now currently sitting on, I can do V-O-F2 or Control-Option-F2.
7: Apple-Accessibility window.
6: Okay, and there we go. So I'm going to do Command-Q to close down Safari. Finder, Desktop, Dropbox, Alias. So again, I've used voice dictation in Google Search on Safari. And I'll just show you one more option where it's very nice to use voice dictation on your Mac. And that of course is in the new messages application. So I'm going to go to my
7: applications folder with shift command a. Applications now in applications window and type in m e for messages. M- messages period. App- and application. Command a open. open Messages. Messages. Window. Edit text. Okay. Now I want to send a new
6: message to my wife. So I'm going to do command n.
7: New message to colon. Edit
6: text. Now, I'm just going to pause the recording and type in her mobile phone number because I'm sure she doesn't want it on the podcast. So I'm going to do her number now. Yeah, so I've just typed in her phone number. I'm going to press the Tab key. Leaving scroll area, edit text. Okay, and now I'm going to type in the message. In this case, not using the keyboard, but voice dictation. So I'm going to do function key twice, so we need to say, and then function key twice to stop my dictation. So Fn twice. Hi comma, please ignore this message, comma, as I am just testing voice dictation in Mountain Lion on the Mac, full stop.
7: Hi comma, please ignore this message, comma, as I am just testing voice dictation in the online on the Mac, period.
6: Okay, so as you can tell, it's likely incorrect, but that'll do for the time being. I find even when I'm using Siri on my iPhone 4S or the new iPad, as long as it gets the gist... Most of the time, I don't worry about correcting. And of course, I could now actually edit it if I wanted to before I send it. But I don't want to. I'm just going to hit the enter key, add text. Okay, and I've just heard my wife's phone go off in the other room, so I know it's been sent. Okay, so I'm going to press Command-Q to close messages. Finder,
7: Applications, Window, List View, Table, Messages, period. Okay, I've still got my Applications window open, so I'm going to Command-W to close that. Close window, now in Desktop, Dropbox,
6: Alias. And we're back to the Desktop. So that concludes this demonstration of using the Voice Dictation feature now available on the Mac using Mountain Lion. Remember that you do have to turn it on. So in brief, you would go to System Preferences, Dictation and Speech and enable it with the radio button to turn dictation on. And then by default, you can use the FN or function key, press it twice, say what you need to say, press the key again, and that will then translate your dictation into text and you can use it in whatever application you like. So for example, we did text edit, Spotlight, Safari, Messages, and so on. So that concludes this demonstration on the new voice dictation feature available on your Mac. Hope you've enjoyed listening to this demonstration. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia, blindness and low vision services.
2: All of us here on the main menu team consider your thoughts, questions, suggestions and any other feedback that you may have very important. To interact with us on the show, you can send an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org. That's mainmenu at acbradio.org. If you would like to find past show archives and more information about Main Menu, you can visit our website at mainmenu.acbradio.org. If you would like to interact with us on Twitter and see all the latest show news, you can follow us by visiting www.twitter.com mainmenu or by following at mainmenu. If you would like to receive show announcements in your inbox and interact with other Main Menu listeners, you can subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list by sending a blank email to mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's mm mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. Anytime that you have any comments, questions, or suggestions that you would like us to hear, please get in touch with us.
0: On behalf of the entire Main Menu staff, I'd like to thank you for being with us today here on Main Menu. We'll look forward to seeing you back again next week. Meantime, you have a good week, and we'll see you soon.